CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Welcome to The Cities. I'm Jim Mertens. In some ways, you can declare the great flood of 2019 is over, but it's not. For some, the long road to recovery still lies ahead. Even though the Mississippi and Rock Rivers are, in the most part, back in their banks, there is still plenty of need for flood victims and those who are trying to get our riverfront communities back in order. The Salvation Army has been one of the relief organizations in the forefront of helping people, but they say they still need more help. We talked with Major Scott Shelbourne about what's still needed and what worked when it came to helping our neighbors get through this flood. A lot of people are really getting into their houses now and really seeing how much damage uh, the floodwaters have affected their homes and their properties. And so uh, the Salvation Army continues to run uh, operations on both sides of the river at, in, at our Moline Core Community Center, Devonport Core Community Center, where we're handing out cleanup supplies, also non-perishable food items because pe- some people don't have electricity on and, and they need the food just to, to get by day to day. This, this flood was historic in so many different ways. Yeah. Not only was it a, a record height, but if you think of the people on Campbell's Island or Pleasant Valley mm-hmm. or some of the other communities that saw 90 days of flooding, this is really worn thin for a lot of people. Oh yeah, and not only that, but the flood peaked, then recessed, mm-hmm. and then came back. So a lot of those folks had early on started getting cleanup supplies Absolutely. and started getting back into their properties to clean them out and just to have flood water come back in and destroy what they had already started. And that's what I wonder is that, is there some trepidation now? I mean, are, <laughs> you keep flashing yeah. back to 1993. Sure. And in 1993, there was a crest in April, then the big one came in July. And I think you kind of wonder, okay, now wait a second, we just had mm-hmm. one. I think in about April, early May, and then a second one in June. Yeah, I'm sure that looms large in the back of people's minds. I mean, right now the river's going back into its normal banks and patterns, so hopefully that won't be happening in the future. But if it if it does, the Salvation Army is still going to be here helping people. And let's talk about that. What type of help are you offering right now? So if people go to either one of our core community centers, uh, there they'll find flood, flood cleanup supplies, anything to get the muck out of their homes. Right. And then we also have food and water there for them uh, to stay safe and well fed and they, and to maintain their spiritual <coughs> excuse me their spiritual well-being we also have our core officers and staff and volunteers there that are able just to sit and listen and uh, let people kind of decompress a moment while they're picking up their supplies and then um, sometimes we're available they pe- folks just want people to pray with them mm-hmm. uh, but most of all people just want somebody to listen to who understands and so that's a great service the Salvation Army is providing as well. How important is that mental health component? 
Uh, it's huge. Yeah, it I, really is. Like you were saying earlier, folks have been going through this near 100 days, and it's been stressful. A lot of folks, their, their homes have been out of water for a little while, but they've only been able to get to their homes on boats uh, because the access roads are destroyed. So uh, people are going through all kinds of ranges of emotions. Uh, we were talking to one uh, veteran the other day who had to send his dog away uh, for several months with his in-laws mm -hmm. and was uh, the dog he was getting ready to have his dog come back home and this was a really great uh, blessing for him and uh, he, he just sat and talked about that for about 20 minutes and because it's been so destructive for the for his family but not just his but all the families who've been affected by the flood water well we're heading into july right now in a flood that basically started around st patrick's day <laughs> right Where's the area that, that the geographic area where the need is the greatest still? I mean, I mentioned Campbell's Island. I know that they have been underwater so yeah, significantly. A lot of folks all, all the way along the river and a, a lot of folks didn't get inundated directly with flood water, but because of the pressure of the underground currents, it pushed water up into their basements, sewers backed up into people's sure. homes. So all along the river on both sides uh, of the Mississippi, people are affected. And the water table's still so high that yeah. when we get any other rain, it's just inundated. Right, it just pushes more water into people's basements. And, uh, it's, and a lot of the sewer systems are still trying to cope. So we talked about the need. What, what exactly do you want to see as far as donation is concerned to the Salvation right. Army? Right now, <clears throat> excuse me, right now we continue to need uh, dehumidifiers. Uh, so we're asking people to either donate dehumidifiers or donate funds directly to go towards dehumidifiers. Uh, those are kind of expensive units. Yeah. So when we've had people donate them, we, we, we get them uh, in the door, we, or people donate funds, we go out and buy them and bring them in, and then we start calling people. We still have a list of, I think, about 60 families right now that are requesting dehumidifiers or fans. So any, any kind of item like that, just to help move air, circulate, and to dry out. Because it's not only that they're trying to dry out from the flood water, but also from all the cleaning chemicals and things like that, we yeah. need to air these homes out. So they need fans to help that happen. Also, right now we're running low on garbage bags, disposable gloves, and also face masks. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are cleaning up mold in their houses, and so those are uh, needed items right now. And let's be really honest, is that people do have to be careful when they are cleaning up to take care of their own health. Yeah, we want to make sure no one's getting some kind of lung infection because of some of this mold's pretty aggressive that's growing in their homes. We know the flood water that went into their homes uh, wasn't clean water. Right, absolutely. So a lot of that uh, after effect is pretty destructive. Uh, but also, some of these cleaning chemicals are pretty strong, and we want people to be careful not to mix chemicals, uh, but the face masks kind of help a little bit with that. Salvation Army has been a part of so many different uh, disaster recovery efforts throughout the country as well as throughout mm -hmm. the, the Quad City area. What makes this one different? Why, why, I mean, just the longevity of this flood has to be one of the biggest factors. Yeah, and you know, actually the Salvation Army on both sides of Iowa is serving about the same amount of time. I guess you the do same forget that there is flooding along yeah. the Missouri River, and we yeah. saw that in, in, in communities, as you said, in Nebraska and, and Western it, in Iowa. In fact, a lot of the items that we've been given away locally here, the Teamsters were able to drive a semi-truck over from the Omaha area over here to help uh, people recovering from the flood on <clears throat> on this side of the state. So it's been a, the Salvation Army, you know, we're, we're local and all the donations that are coming in are staying local, but 
there's a, a greater complex of Salvation Army units all around the country and around the Midwest, and we're all trying to help each other out to get people to a, a state of sustainability after this flood. One of the interesting things about this particular disaster, and let's call it a disaster with a capital D, is that there were so many different community organizations that really tried to work together, that you yeah. guys didn't kind of step on each other's feet or, or duplicate services that were all going on. I mean, that was a conscious effort by the Salvation Army, the American Red Cross, a number right. of groups. Yeah, and that really comes down to the Scott County Emergency Management Agency. Their, uh, their coordination of this event, all the trainings we've done in the past have really uh, made us all know what each component into our flood response as a community was going to be and make sure that we really weren't stepping on each other's toes. Is that I'm, one of the things that worked? I mean, I'm sure oh, that you're yeah. going to have one of those uh, 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 periods of time after the disaster where you sit there and go, okay, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. Right. Would that be what worked? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I am so impressed by our local, both Rock Island and Scott County Emergency Management Agencies. They were so well prepared, communicated well with all the agencies. We were all part of the process as the flooding, the flood water started to really spike there at the end of April. And um, we were all there at the EOC, um, just working each other and saying, hey, I've got these supplies over here, let's get them over here. And it's just a great uh, coordination of a whole bunch of people and agencies and equipment and supplies to make sure everybody was getting taken care of. Well, and let me ask you, just to finish up, is that uh, when you look back at it and, and you see the work that had been done, a lot of people just looked at Davenport, downtown mm -hmm. Davenport being impacted, but there was a greater need for a lot more people. Are you a little worried that now that downtown Davenport almost gets back into business that a lot of flood victims are going to be forgotten? Uh, I'm not worried because the Salvation Army is going to stay open. So as people continue to need us, we're continuing to hand out supplies until we run out. Uh, so I know from the Salvation Army's standpoint, they're not going to be forgotten. But I know in the greater community, as other news events happen, 4th of July comes up, and we don't see the pressing water against our shores that people will tend to forget. But we really need to remember that it's going to take many months if not a year for people to really recover from this event. And once again, you have service offices in both Moline and Damport, yep. as you say, both sides of the river. If somebody needs help, what should they do? They can just come into one of our core community centers, the Quad Cities Davenport Core, which is at 3400 West Central Park. They can stop in there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from nine to five, or the Moline Heritage Temple Core on the Moline side of the river, 2200 Fifth Avenue and they, they will be able to help them with supplies, both again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine to five. They can also, the Red Cross is issuing uh, referrals to help uh, people get basic needs for their houses again, pots and pans mm -hmm. and furniture. Those referrals need to come over to one of the Salvation Army units, including our Family Service Center at 100 Kirkwood Boulevard in Davenport. And then our case managers will get them a, a thrift store voucher to go to one of our thrift store to get some basic things to get their households back up in order. Major Scott Shelbourne, both the Salvation Army and the Red Cross still offering help to flood victims. And you can reach out to both at their Quad City offices or check out more at their websites. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.